It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I ain't playing around, make one false move, I take it down, get back. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Friday edition, hype edition, so you know we got Serena Morales, LA Rams team reporter with us. We will get to her in just a minute. We've got an awesome show for you guys today. So much going on, so much inside that Serena's going to bring to us. So we're going to talk about, obviously, the Jalen Ramsey trade. We're going to talk about the offense. We're going to talk about what this defense is going to look like. All the news and happenings that are coming out of the Rams facility, we will get to that. Guys, don't forget to go give us a follow. LA underscore Rambling Bears, the personal. Lockdown Rams, the show account. At Morales Morales on Instagram. At Serena on Twitter. Give everyone a follow. You can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. Basically anywhere where our podcast is at, you can find us. Uh, But we've got an awesome show. So with that, we're just going to get right into it. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and I'm joined by LA Rams team reporter Serena Morales, and this is your lead story. Serena, as I can imagine, it's been a crazy few days up at the Rams facility. Uh, We will get into that transaction and all the things that are happening here in a little bit, but I want to start because we've got a game on Sunday. Looking at this matchup with the Atlanta Falcons, what are your three keys to picking up a win on Sunday and getting off this three-game losing streak? Uh, okay. Wow. I know. I'm like, our three keys are Kenny Young and Austin Corbett and Jalen Ramsey. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Um, I was like, I got three keys right here. Um, no, uh, really the key is, and again, I think we, we, we obviously need to get our offense going. Um, I think, uh, you know, just from looking at numbers on pro football focus, you can clearly see the, you know, the Atlanta Falcons struggle um, right. covering uh, in their secondary specifically. And look, that's what the Rams are known to do. And you you saw Aaron Cromer speak yesterday to the media and say, like, the, what we need to do is just get the offense that we know best. Like, what is that Rams offense? And it's Jared Goff, you know, giving him the time to make those throws to the Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. And we can get into that flow I think that's going to be the key. So it's really getting that offense together, getting into a rhythm, protecting the ball. And honestly, the key is because of all these new additions, I think making sure that everyone is working well and there is a fluid communication between everyone, both on offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, no, and those are great points. And you talk about some of the new members that have joined us. And again, we'll get into that a little bit uh, further here. But I want to talk about one of the guys that's been on our team uh, that's finally getting mm-hmm. a start. And you talked about how the Falcons, uh, you know, pro football focus and anybody watching football realized that that Atlanta secondary is pretty vulnerable right now. And their record shows that. But uh, it's tough to move the ball down the field if Jared Goff is constantly getting pressure. But with that, David Edwards is getting his first start. There's mm-hmm. some excitement around there. And uh, he seemed to be confident coming into this role. But what can you tell us about David Edwards and him being plugged into this offense line and what we can kind of expect from that unit, hopefully, uh, trending in the right way. 
Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love uh, an O lineman from Wisconsin, right? Like, I mean, that's kind exactly. of exactly. You know, you, you're exactly right, and so I think that's what you're getting. Um, David Edwards, as a person, is a wonderful teammate. I think he is someone that's very intelligent. You can just tell from speaking to him um, the concepts that he needs to to get, and I think that's what was the key, right? It's not that we were trying to fill a problem or an issue. Um, from the outside, you know, we, we did bring in Austin Corbett from the Browns, but we were going to fill that, that missing spot from Joseph Noteboom um, being injured. We were going to fill that within because one, I think it shows that there has been a progression of the learning from the, the guys that we took in the draft and, and two, that this is not an easy solve, right? Like you can't just be like, Oh, Hey dude, from other team, come on through. We right. have a problem where we're, we got a guy who's injured and we're just going to fill in anybody. No, it doesn't work like that. And I think with those are like when fans are watching the game and they're like, Oh man, this is so easy. This is so, you know, they should be able to fix this, put some pads on, right? Like, come on. <laughs> you know how difficult it is. And the, the, the scheme and the process and the film that goes into things like there is so much communication on all facets when it goes into this complex offense. And so to be able to have David Edwards step up, it seems that he is ready for the challenge. I think there is a, a, a very um, healthy mutual respect, <coughs> excuse me, with, um, obviously I've been talking a lot because of all the changes that I'm happening <laughs> now I'm talking. And to have uh, someone like David come in and step into this role, I think is exciting. And I think it'll be great because the other thing is, and I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times, obviously we haven't seen consistency on that, on the offense, but there were a lot of changes. And I think there is something to be said for teams who are able to adapt and kind of, you see teams shift in the, the second half of seasons. And I think that's what you're, you're going to see from this offense, right? Like we're going to see, you know, Brian Allen continuing to grow. And I think, you know, with Brian Allen's first time playing center as a, in a starting role, that that puts you know things on Jared because now Jared's going to learn stuff because of that. There's a change there, and and so yes, having no boom out, it you know it, it crushes all all the team's hearts and Cromer's heart. You know, he's like, oh man, you know, you just saw this guy really get it, and then he he he's out for the rest of the season. So David Edwards, he's stepping up, and I think you know it'll be exciting to see what what he can do. No, I, I, you made some really good points there because I think as uh, you know, fans of the game, you watch it and it's so easy to be a fan and yell at the TV and say, like you said, put on some pads and get out there. Let's make some adjustments. Uh, but there's so much that goes behind the scenes and the scheme is so over a lot of our heads that it's just crazy what these guys can pick up. Uh, Corbett, you know, I think we're excited about his development. I am curious to see, you know, what happens if things don't develop over the next three, four weeks after the bye week, once he has an opportunity to kind of get in here, you know, they seem excited about him. So I'm curious when he gets a chance to compete for this. Cause like you said, he's got to learn the offense. He's got to learn how to work with these guys and it's going to take some time, but they're, you know, seem to be excited about his upside or else they wouldn't go and get a guy like this. So uh, something to keep an eye on, but we're all kind of pulling and rooting for David Edwards. Cause we need, you know, something on that offensive line that's going to change and help Jared Goff and, and that running attack. And, and maybe that's one of the things that will happen. Running the ball uh, will help out Jared in this offensive line as well. We'll see how that attack and what they have a plan for for Atlanta because we're excited. They ran the ball really well at the beginning of the game before Joe Noteboom uh, went down versus the Niners. So we'll have to see what they want to do coming into Atlanta. Uh, we're going to step aside. We've got a lot more to cover. We haven't even really talked about Jalen Ramsey, but we will get into it because there is so much to go over uh the florida boys getting back together we've got 
reuniting the Jacksonville boys. Everyone is this is kind of fun storylines going here. So we'll get to that. But first, let's step aside, get a break, get a couple words from some of our sponsors. Friday Hype Edition right after this. Do you guys ever find yourself wishing that you can make some extra cash with your NFL knowledge? Well, at MyBookie, they want to make your dream come true this season. I mean, if you look at it, between football season, MLB playoffs, and the start of NBA and NHL seasons, it is time to get off the sidelines and get in the action. You got multiple ways to bet. If you're one of the guys that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you multiply games together for a much bigger payout. Want to bet on fantasy? They got that too. Pick the over-under on the fantasy projections, get into the fantasy world while throwing some money down, or the in-game live betting, which is my favorite. You don't like the score at halftime, you think things are going to change, put some money down during the game, and you can win your money back. It's like hedging your bet or doubling down on your bet. And if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Why you all in my ear talking a whole bunch of shit that I ain't trying to hear? Get back, get back. You don't know me like that. Get back, get back. You don't know me like that. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, we are back and we are joined by Serena Morales, LA Rams team reporter. If you're not following her, you must. It is a great follow. Uh, you had me cracking up today. You showed John Johnson like hiding behind a practice dummy. <laughs> and it made it made, me, made my heart smile too because when a guy goes down on an injury, gets put on the IR and, and you kind of don't, you're not allowed to play football anymore. Sometimes you see them kind of just, you know, inside, just go sad and, and not have that same personality. And that's not the case, it seems like, with John Johnson. I was really excited for me to see him out there with the team, interactive with everybody, and then just being the goofball that we know and love for John Johnson. So that was fun. And that's the type of stuff you get when you follow Serena. Again, it's Morales Morales on Instagram and at Serena on Twitter. So go give a follow. Uh, but walk me through the last like 48 hours for you, because I can only imagine how crazy uh, it was up there in Thousand Oaks with everything happening and the news turning around. I mean, you talked about your voice and how you've just talked like crazy for the past few days, but <laughs> walk us through it and just talk to me about the excitement around that organization. So, yeah. So <laughs> Monday is open locker. We'll start, it started Monday for me. Well, Monday's open locker, you know, you, you kind of digest 
everything, what, what went right, what went wrong. You know, obviously we, you know, we lose uh, three games. Now the third game, losing the Coliseum against the 49ers, who again are a really great team. And so you come back and you're sort of like digesting it all. And, you know, um, then John Johnson, I saw him and I was like, UK, like I saw the ice on underneath his pads, um, at, uh, at the game and I was, and when he got pulled off the field, I was just like, you're good. And I will say this, I can't say enough good things about John Johnson. I know that we always joke on this podcast about like, Oh dude, you owe me a pick six. And right. He's got all these different hair colors and that's and this and this, but for him to just be constantly positive, And I told him this today, I was like, you are always so positive. You know, he was evacuated from his house when there were the fires yeah. um, in the area. And and then he was hurt in this game. And then, you know, I, I didn't even, I was sitting in the cafeteria talking to some of the guys on defense and John, I was like, all right, JJ, what's going on? Up, you know, update. And uh, he's just like, it's not looking good. I'll probably be out for the rest of the season. I was just mm. like, what? What are you talking? And then I was just like, you're joking. Like, I was just like, you're joking. Like, because right. he, he, he's just that kind of guy. Like, he's joking. And I was just like, no way. And he's just like, yeah. And, um, and I was like, no way, I don't believe you. And he was just like, you know, like, I'm serious. And I was just like, no way. So I um, I didn't believe him, and I feel really bad about that. And then when I saw the news, I, I obviously, I was just like, dude, I hit him up. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. He goes, yeah, I know, it's tough. And I was just like, he's like, all good, whatever, whatever, you know. And then so so it started Monday, and then, you know, you, the news comes out with Aqib. And then so you're like, okay, now we're, we're down a couple, you know, DBs. And then things change. And then it was the Marcus. Uh, so this was Monday night. Now you're going into Tuesday, Tuesday. Um, there's no practice or anything. So we're in Agora Hills um, where the Rams offices are. And, um, you know, I'm just literally, I was walking around the office and I had just come back from lunch. And all of a sudden it was like, ding, 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 ding. Wow. And I was like, what's happening right now? And so now I'm just like, oh, wow. And so it, it just became this crazy frenzy. So now, you know, you're just trying to follow stories and see what's going on. And you, know, you just have like those gut feelings where, you know, obviously there's been talk about Jalen Ramsey possibly coming here. You, you know, you have a, a corner, like the, a top elite corner, the best corner in the league. And, you know, he's, you know, wants to go somewhere else. And so you're kind of like, could this possibly be? And so that all happened. And so Wednesday comes, <laughs> comes along and I'm like, wow, this isn't even the end of the week yet. And we haven't even, you know, gone to practice or anything. So, you know, you get there and, um, you know, just the anticipation one, it was great to, you know, so then you get Austin Corbett and you get Kenny Young in and I got to speak to all three of our uh, new additions yesterday. So it was a very long day, but you could just tell, um, again, it goes down to the fundamentals, and Les Need has said this many times to me and others. Um, it's a people. It, this is a people industry, right? This is the sports is, is. It's a people place, right? Like, and and you can tell immediately from Austin Corbett and how um, mature he is and the way he speaks and how happy he is and how grateful he is, and and the same with Kenny Young. Um, the, 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 this whole process with getting all these guys really started in the, the draft because right. Kenny Young and Austin Corbett were guys we had looked at during the draft and we just didn't get them, right? So then, you know, you move forward and, and those guys and Jalen Ramsey obviously, you know, took a little more time to get here and his flight was delayed and all these things. So then he comes and it was just, uh, it was a great experience to see, you know, the, the hype around him coming the team, you know, was excited. They were like, wow, we didn't, you know, they don't know anything either. Right. So we're all finding out these things together. 
and uh, he gets in and he gets asked all these questions. And then, you know, obviously like, what were you doing? And he talks about the taco. He's eating a taco. <laughs> and I'm like, this is amazing. It's freaking taco Tuesday. And this guy, and like, obviously, you know, us in LA, tacos are like the thing, right? Tacos it's are like, life. That's what you want every day. Totally. So I was just like, what a perfect story. Right. And then um, <laughs> he, you know, just, I ended up getting an interview with him at the end, end, end of the day. And just the, the feel he is a, a person who's very comfortable with himself. And I think that's the key, right? And, and speaking to the guys today, seeing him out at practice, I, I spoke to Dante Fowler and he was just like, I'm so excited to talk, you know, to see him. Um, and Jalen to say like, yeah, it was her when we were playing in, uh, with the Jags. And, and so I'm just excited to like be out on the field with him together. Like they were obviously I took a picture and tweeted this, but like they were out stretching together already. Yeah. Like you just kind of see, and, and, and a guy who's just a, Again, like he's just got a good composure. Like I saw him after interviewing him last night. He was here early. He was like, I'm going to come in early. And just the, you, you just get good. You're just like, I understand why this team continues to fight. You know, like when things don't work, you just really continue to fight. And the other beautiful thing is, you know, it's not like, you know, losing a key and Marcus, like everyone has, I mean, I, you know, I tell you guys all the time, like Marcus Peters is like one of the best, guys that I've had an yeah. experience to be around and, and, and the same for, for a keep. So, you know, but it's like, wow, you know, you see Jalen come in and I mean, he's a big guy, you know, he, 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 <laughs> yeah, I was he joking big. with JJ on the side. Yeah. I was joking with JJ, um, at practice today, um, who's not practicing obviously, but and decides to hide behind things, um, to make jokes <laughs> with me. But JJ, I was just like, he looks like he's got a safety body. He looks, looks more like your size. So if you think of John Johnson for, you know, fans that know, you know, more Rams uh, personnel here. He is, he's very similar build to John Johnson. He might be even a little taller than him. So to see Jalen come in and, you know, just see how great he looks on the field already in the, you know, brief time that the media gets out there, it's very exciting. And then in the locker room afterwards, you, you get the sense that there is this, it's sort of like everything is, is, not fixed, but like it's washed and we're moving forward. Right? right. Like, you know, when you, um, like you lose, you lose a pair of really nice kicks and you go to the store and you buy a new pair of kicks and you're like, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to really like these new sneakers and I'm going to appreciate these sneakers. You know, like you might've lost something really nice and you're like, Oh man, those things are great. And then you go to the store and they're like the nice new Jordans or whatever you, yeah. you want to buy them. Um, and, 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 and I think that's kind of like, oh, this is exciting. Like it gives you a better example for me, at least I'm a runner, you know, like I always, when I'm like in a, a rut, uh, running wise, I'm, when I'm in a rut running wise, I always think, oh, why don't I buy, you know, a new pair of running shoes to like get me in my, my pep, pep in my step again. So I think, uh, like that's sort of the key here. And I think it's been really exciting to see Jalen kind of interact with the team already. Saw a lot of the guys in the DB room um kind of joke around so it's been a really it's been a really great uh thing to experience here at the Rams facility no that's awesome and, and you mentioned a couple of things and I even look at you know when the Bears went out last year and this was at the beginning of the season it's a different position but they went and got Cleo Mack and the direct impact that he had on that defense right away 
uh, was kind of exciting. And you get that same buzz about Jalen Ramsey that he can come in here and hopefully play this Sunday. He looked pretty good out there in practice from what you guys posted up. And he does look massively huge. I mean, he, I mean, I think they list him at like six, one and a half. He looks like six, three out there. Um, but hopefully he has that same type of effect. And like you said, you know, when you kind of lose that other pair of shoes and you get a new one and you look to move forward, you're not thinking about that old pair anymore. And that's kind of way this team has to look at it. Um, you know, they got an interesting couple games coming up. They're going to hang out in Atlanta and then move forward. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that. But you know me, I like a little TMZ drama. So I got a question for you. You may know an answer. You may not. But this was something I saw running around Twitter and had me interested. Uh, obviously, Jalen comes in here and Troy Hill had the number 20 and Jalen Ramsey ends up with the number 20. I always think back to that movie, The Fan. I don't know if you ever saw that one. It was a baseball movie with Wesley Snipes <laughs> where he gets traded to the San Francisco <laughs> Giants and there's like a battle over the jersey number and he's offering money and things like that. And I won't finish that story because that got weird after that movie. But um, the whole thing about the jersey number always has me interested. Do you know anything how he got the jersey number? Did you just ask him? Was it given? Was there a dollar exchange? Do you know anything about that? I don't. But I also, I think, I can't even imagine. I mean, I was talking to Troy Hill in the locker room today. And, I mean, we were joking about, you know, the Oregon-Washington game this weekend. He is completely unconcerned about losing his jersey (laughs) number. That wasn't, I mean, LaMarcus Joyner last year had 20. And so then he took, like, he didn't, he hasn't, you know, necessarily been attached to a number. And I, I don't say this on behalf of Troy, but just from my understanding, you know, even talking to him, he was just sort of like, this is like he's. I think he's just excited. One to at whatever number he's playing, he's going to go out and play. So I, I have, I have a lot of faith in my statement by saying like he really. There wasn't even a thought of like, right. oh man, I got to change numbers again or this. I don't think it was anything like that again. He was like talking. Um, Back about uh, Oregon playing Washington. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got Taylor Rapp today. Like, I mean, that was what we talked about. So, well, that's good. There was no number mention at all well that's going to be a good college football game too and and both those teams need a w this weekend my brother went to university of washington so i'm tied in and when i was in college i was living on campus at uw so i've got some connections up there and and oregon versus washington is basically uh is a little like rams versus 49ers it can get ugly and they don't like each other and they want that win so that'll be a fun one to watch especially knowing that we've got a bunch of players on the team repping uh each side Mm so one last little tmz thing and this one might be a little bit more of almost like a little homework assignment, but this was asked upon me and I said I would ask it for. This is from one of our listeners on Facebook. His name was Aaron James Robert Carroll. I don't know if that's like his full name or if that's his Facebook name, but he's got a lot of first names in there. Uh, But he asked if McVeigh were to rock a jersey, what number would it be? Because that is the jersey that I want to get. I looked it up. He looked. He wore 18 in college, so I'm not sure if he would pick that again today. But maybe, you know, next time you have a second with them, just throw and, and say, you know, hey, there's people want to get a jersey with McVeigh on it. What number would they get? Um, but I'm curious. Yeah. I don't know. 18 that's in college. A that's a Cooper Cup number. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe that's totally. the, the little inside slot receiver that, you know, he was in college. Yeah, for sure. You know what? I, that's a great question. And, um, and he did... He did play some quarterback. I mean, I don't know if everyone just really loves like Peyton Manning, like over the years. Right. right. Like, I, I, I've always been meaning to ask um, Coop the same question, but um, yeah, I will. I'm gonna when I have a moment, maybe I'll uh, I'll ask, or maybe I'll ask uh, his father, Tim McVeigh, like, what do you think he yeah. wear, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I have I have no idea. That's a great question, and I 
I don't have an answer. No worries. <laughs> I, I didn't expect you to have an answer, but I wanted to do Aaron, James, Robert, Carol a favor and uh, ask that on today's show. So uh, with that, we got a little bit more to get to. Uh, we'll do our take your pick on the other side as well. And with that, we're going to step aside. It's the Friday Hype Edition. This is your last chance before Sunday to hear some Rams news and information. And we're going to be right back with Serena Morales, Bear Motter, Lockdown Rams Friday, right after this. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Metro Infinity. They are located just off the 210 in Monrovia. You got to go swing by their new multi-million dollar facility. It is amazing. Check it out. They've got an incredible selection of new and used cars They are the only dealer in California that's family-owned and has been in business for over 25 years. Yes, that includes them being the number one volume dealer in California. They are dominating the game when it comes to selling cars, and especially in the Infinity world. One of my favorite parts about Metro Infinity is it's not like a regular dealership. If you don't like going down to the dealership and dealing with the salesperson and going through the old version of buying a car... No problem. They will bring the car and the paperwork to your home, to your office. Heck, meet them at the mall if you want. Whatever is comfortable for you, they will meet you there with the paperwork and the car. Make sure to mention Locked On because they're going to give you another $500 off your car purchase when you mention that. So if you're thinking about a new Infinity or even in the market for a new or used car, please give them a chance to earn your business. Believe me, you will not regret it. Make sure to say what's up to my man, Billy Adams. He is the manager down there. He will take care of you. They have over 50 certified pre-owned Infinities. You can reach them at 626-599-7510 or MetroInfinity.com. Again, they are located at 821 East Central Ave, Monrovia, California, just off the 210 in Monrovia. Metro Infinity, it will be the best car buying experience of your life. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment before game day. We are flying out to Atlanta, and then we're hanging out there for a few days. And then on Thursday, we pack back up, and we're going to London. Uh, Before we get to take your pick, I want to ask you about that, because we've done this over the past couple years when we've gone to London, and I believe you were a part of it when we thought we were going to Mexico, and you guys were hanging out up in Colorado, and there were the fires going on. There was a lot of crazy things happening. Uh, But it kind of brought this unity to the team and kind of hanging out, almost like a second training camp type of thing. Uh, when you look at this, when the guys are going to be in Atlanta, is that like an advantage to them as far as, especially now with all the new faces, or is it just regular business, they're just going to hold it in Atlanta? 
I say, I mean, the only person that's probably going to be really happy that they're staying anywhere is Jalen because he's been traveling so much over <laughs> right. the past 24 hours, right? But everyone else has been, you know, like this has been a mental note on their their list, on their schedule. Like we had planned to do that, I think. Honestly, because I, I just know I'm flying with the team to Atlanta and then I'm London. So I just know coming back, it's like an 11-hour flight. So who wants to fly 11 out like to go to Atlanta, then come back to LA and then right. go all the way to London. Like I just, that just seems exhausting thinking about it. So if you can limit the amount of traveling, it makes way more sense to stay in Atlanta. You're not, you know, after the away game, you can kind of go back to the hotel and relax and recuperate and all that stuff. And then, you know, go later on in the week to get to London. And so I, to me, it just is, is completely logical. And, and honestly, I'm sure it will be great for Jalen to be able to like, oh, hey, I'm in a, I'm in a place for a week straight. Like, you know, like I think it's just really, it's, um, it's a lot of travel. Um, and again, I think that obviously our, our coaches and, and trainers, like they think through that stuff too. And, and this just, to me, it seems completely logical. So, I mean, I'm appreciative of it, not going crazy back and forth. Yeah, well, I just spent uh, some time in Atlanta there over the New Year's. My cousin got married on New Year's Eve. It was an interesting, fun wedding in Atlanta. So I'll try to look up some play. There was some really good food out in Atlanta. So if you're hanging out for a few days, uh, I'll send some recommendations because we kind of we were on like a little food tour while we were there. So uh, they'll have a good time in Atlanta getting ready. And and like you said, there's no need to come all the way back to the West Coast and then make it a longer flight. So I always like this, though, because the last couple of years, the Rams play really well in London. I think even going back a few years, they lost, but they were playing well and then came back. You get that bye week, and we could use it with the way that we're kind of banged up. So uh, we'll see how we do in Atlanta, and hopefully this is just a great two-game road trip. Bring it back home, rest up, and, and get back to work. But with that, we'll slide back into uh, Take Your Pick, and uh, we'll do a couple different ones here, make it fun. Uh, let's see. We'll start on the offense and uh, Take Your Pick. Will Jared Goff go for over 300 yards or any running back over 100 yards? So what do you think is going to happen? Jared Goff mm. over 300 or any running back, because it's still a little question mark there, over 100 yards? Yeah, I'm going to uh, – I'm sure everyone's probably going to say the same thing, but I would say Jared um, throwing over 300 yards, just you know, looking at the uh, Falcon secondary, um, looking at, at a goal you know, for the Rams – you know, to get that, that Rams offense going and getting in into rhythm again, like we, we've seen them do all last season. Um, obviously with Todd and Malcolm, um, both with limited participation in, in practices, I just, yeah, makes more sense. I'm going Jared. Jared over 300. <laughs> I like it. And, you know, that's almost why I asked it because I'm thinking, hey, you know, with limited from Gurley, and Brown, it could be a Daryl Henderson kind of full type of show here, depending oh, on yeah, how the injury totally. goes. And that guy only needs two carries to get 100 yards, depending on where he's at the field, because we saw <laughs> it last Sunday when he gets the, the rock in his hand. Uh, he's pretty explosive. So I like it, though. I'm with you. Really got to be a bounce back game for this offense. And Jared Goff over 300. Uh, the previous two games before the Niner game, obviously, we all know he threw for almost 900 yards. So he can chuck the rock. He just needs a little time and protection. Uh, with that, we'll jump over to the other side of the football. Uh, we saw Aaron Donald rack up two sacks. He's starting to heat up here. 
even going back to last year, it took a few games to kind of get going for him. And that's kind of the case again this year. He's starting to get back into the backfield and cause some havoc. Uh, Atlanta hasn't been, you know, the best at protecting Matt Ryan this season, and they've struggled offensively at times. So the question is, long-winded, is Aaron Donald with two or more sacks or Jalen Ramsey with his first pick as a, as a Ram? Ooh. Oh, well, I like this one. I'm going to give it to AD. Um, I think, look, I, I think, you know, at, after having uh, won against the 49ers, I think that was that was big. And I think as offensive lines are figuring him out, I think he is also figuring them out, right? So right. I think over time, because, right, like maybe in years past, he wasn't getting triple team, the double team the way that he is now. So they're figuring him out, but I also think, it's not like that's not happening vice versa. So I'm going to give it to AB. I like it. And they've been kind of lining him up a little bit all over in the last couple of games. Saw him even rush from the outside, just trying to set up matches for that offensive line to make it more difficult. And like you said, whenever he sees one and even two guys, he's probably getting excited because a lot of times he's seeing three, four. I mean, there's some really funny uh, snapshots out there where it's like the whole team blocking him. And it's just insane how he's been productive with all of that. But with all that said, I'm taking the other half because that's just the fun storyline. And I'm, I'm just so excited <laughs> to see Jalen uh, go in there and play. And hopefully, I mean, he looked good today in practice. Again, uh, there's a lot to think about for the Rams, obviously, long term as they're looking at this. So no need to rush things. But they are desperate for, you know, somebody on defense, especially with all those injuries. So uh, I'm going to take Jalen Ramsey gets his first pick as a Ram. Uh, and then the last one, uh, when it comes to take your pick. Which comes first? And this may not necessarily happen in this game, but depending on how people uh, play in this game, but I say rushing touchdown from Gurley or receiving touchdown from Brandon Cooks. What happens first? Ooh, which happens first? Oh, this is fun. I like this game, bro. I'm I'm like, I really like this one. Okay, um, I'm going to go with B. Cooks. Um, just, again, going back to, I think, the goal is to kind of get this offense going. And obviously there's no, like, hey, we got to get, you know, Jared's passing yards. we got to do this. Like, I don't think there's any, like, hey, we're not running this ball or throwing it more or whatever. I don't think that's the case. But I just think um, when I think of last season and, again, the the output that, you know, you saw out of Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup before he, he was out, I, I just – it was so impressive to watch. And so I want to, you know, see that start up again. So I'm going to go with Brandon Cook. I like it. You're, you're speaking to my fantasy team. These are, these are words that my fantasy <laughs> team is nodding their head going, let's get in the end zone B cooks and help out Mr. Motter here on, on fantasy week. So uh, I like it. Uh, even though I'm just for fun, I'm going to go the other way. I think uh, Brandon Cooks is going to be involved in this offense and, and moving the football. I think the trick to it, in my sense, is thinking that the Rams get down in the red zone, maybe inside the three or five yard line, and look to run it and just go back to Gurley, trusting in what he's done. His his record, as far as looking at how he scored inside the five, he is a is, is just damaged and, and dangerous inside the five. So uh, I'm hoping for kind of a little one two yard touchdown from Todd Gurley to get us on the board early. It would be nice to see him, one, just back in the game. I mean, I could be totally wrong, and he sits again, and there you go. You lost already. But uh, I'm going to take a girly, early, girly, early touchdown, and uh, I'm going to take it to the bank. So uh, with that, it leaves us with predictions, and this is where we always finish off on the show. And uh, so I'll let you go first as the guest predictions. What do you think? How this game is going to play out? Maybe a score prediction. 
Huh. Okay, we did the score prediction last time, and I think we've both been off by like <laughs> 100 yards. So um, I want to, I'm always on the modest side of things, and I'm, I'm hoping if I go modest again, like we, we get a nice scoring game. Considering this matchup, considering also just like what the Rams know they need to do to get things going again. I want, I might, I might go high twenties for this. Uh, well, Rams get a high 20. And then I think that this defense is really going to be like, okay, we got this. So I might say like 20, 27 to like eight, 17. All right. All right. 27, 17. If I can see my writing in the dark here, I should have turned my light on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sure. Yeah, that works. A win <laughs> that, is a... That was my guess. It yeah. in the dark. Game. Yeah, just a, a shot in the dark. I like it. Um, well, I'm with you. And it's funny. I actually had uh, Jake Ellenbogen. He's with Downtown Rams. Talked to him yesterday. And he went overboard, overboard. He said 45-35 Rams. He thinks it's going to be just wow. a shootout. Um, I don't know if I'd go okay. that high. But you know that I love living in the 30s. And I think we talked about yeah, why yeah. this is a reason for Jared Goff to get back. This is a perfect matchup for him to go out there, have some confidence again, and, and start chucking the rock. And hopefully we'll see a balanced attack. So I'm, I'm still thinking a high-scoring game here. And I'm curious about this defense because there's a lot of new faces getting some big-time action. So I would wouldn't be disappointed if they gave up some points. I'd understand it, right, with the circumstances and throwing in Jalen Ramsey totally. in there. So I'm going to say 35-30, um, but I wouldn't be surprised okay. if, if I'm with you a little bit more on the defense stepping up, that they're taking this as a challenge. So if they go, if they hold Atlanta under 30, I would be just as, you know, I, I guess I wouldn't be as surprised. I'd be, I'd be with you as far as knowing I that this team can come together and do that. And I think, honestly, like, the defense has been so – they've been really good. Like, the 49 – I mean, they kept their yeah. um, 49ers, who have the best rushing offense in the NFL, to, like, under 100 yards, which is so impressive. And, and I think it was, like, at 80-something when I checked, and that was, like, in the fourth quarter. Like, be, before the half, it was, it was like, at 30-something. I mean, it was so impressive. So, I, it's why I'm giving it's, – it's nothing against the Atlanta Falcons, but I just think that – there were a lot like there, there were things that were fixed. And obviously I think we really, it wasn't like, Oh no, we lost guys. And it was just like, Oh, we got the best corner in, uh, in the league. And then, you know, it wasn't like we weren't stopping the run already. I think obviously there's some gaps and we had to bring in another linebacker, but you know, the, there are, I, I just think the Rams defense has been playing really, really well. And so I don't want to, I don't want to take that away from them. So I'm giving Atlanta a lower score with the 17. You know what? And I love that. Great way to end it because you're right. They played a hell of a game against the Niners. It really kept us in it. It's crazy to think how bad our offense was late in that fourth quarter. We were still in the game, and that was due to the defense. That front seven is playing uh, lights out right now. You're talking about holding uh, you know, the Niners to under 100 yards rushing, and really they've kind of taken it, and you can look at it with the offense struggling as going, hey, guys, we've got to do not only our job but a little bit more. And you mentioned you know, missing some guys, but Darius Williams, one of those guys, Troy Hill that we should see some more playing time, Taylor Rapp. It's not like these guys are, are just – fell into the NFL, right? They made this roster over other people. They are talented guys. So uh, give them an opportunity out there to shine, and, and they may just do that on Sunday. So I love it. That was a great little – you made me almost want to change my pick and like take away like a <laughs> touchdown because it's like I, I do agree with you there. But, uh, Serena, we thank you so much for always joining us. It's been a heck of a whirlwind of a week for you. I know you got a couple more days before you can sit there on Sunday and uh, watch the game like the rest of us. But enjoy it. Uh, we always appreciate coming on. Look 
forward to talking to you again. And like I always say, hopefully uh, we're talking and we're four and three looking at the next game and how we can get a winning streak going. So we appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. With that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.